rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is the Red Box Podcast. I'm Matt Chorley, still at the Labour Party Conference in uh, Liverpool. Coming up on today's episode, a really fun uh, chat with Angela Rayner. Almost five years to the day after she was last on the podcast, or first on the podcast, actually, I uh, I interviewed her when, when she was a... before she became a thing. Uh, and now she's very much a thing. Deputy Leader of the Labour Party and plotting her path to becoming Deputy Prime Minister. Really funny... Uh, interesting chat. We talked a lot about the economy, about the state of the Labour Party, about her plans for government, and why she wants to go and do cocktails with Therese Coffee, her opposite number. Uh, so that's coming up in just a moment. First time as ever, as it's Tuesday. Must be Finkovic. Meet the Cerberus of columnists, the Janus of journalism, and the ultimate political portmanteau of opinion. Finkelvich with Daniel Finkelstein and David Aronovich on Times Radio. Uh, very good morning to David Aronovich. Morning, David. Uh, oh, there we can hear. All right, now I can hear. Uh, good morning, Danny. Good morning. I think David was trying to make a joke, which was kind of lost slightly in the. Uh, it wasn't yeah. lost at all. It uh, was uh, <laughs> millions and millions of people out there got it. You know what, David? I was being it. kind. It wasn't lost. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's not. It's nice that you're both here, although not here. You're, you're, you've wisely not come to uh, come to Liverpool to catch this cough. Um, uh, what? How does it look? How does it look from where you are, David? The uh, the state of uh, the state of politics right now. <laughs> what would you like the total overview all in kind of 10 seconds etc i mean yeah i can, tell, you've been, wor- I can tell you've been working really hard um uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you thought christ i haven't got any proper questions to ask them i'm just going to throw in the and actually the word portmanteau is appropriate for that question uh, uh, <laughs> really. uh, oh, for I, 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 I can't be doing this on a, on a Tuesday morning. Well, and especially not with a voice <laughs> like, especially not with a voice like yours. But uh, 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 I never tweet out polls because, especially not individual polls. Only maybe you know when you've got, got runs of polls. So I've not tweeted out the Times poll and so on. But you have to say that if you go into a conference as a uh, as a party that um, how long ago was it they lost the Hartlepool by election? Matt, you, you, you remember, and it wasn't it wasn't kind of like what, in the kind of was it, it was last it wasn't year, in wasn't deep it? antiquity, was it? This was year? It? Um, it was last year. It was May it last year, deep but eight yeah, months ago. Year. Right. Yeah. So, if you go into the party conference now with that kind of polling bit behind you, 
then you're bound to feel incredibly enlivened by it. And, 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 and what you just had that excellent person, Peter Carley, is very, very plausible, isn't he, telling you, is that Keir Starmer had a careful plan to betray the working class in stages, and we've now kind of got to this, sort of, you know, we're now, we, we've, now, we, we, we've now got to the kind of full kind of disclosure stage, which is the moment when you can praise Tony Blair and say that's who we, that's who we really, really are. They're in, they're, they're, in pretty, they're in pretty good shape. The question which somebody asked me this morning, however, on Twitter is, if you're the low body, why would you want to take over? what is going to be left behind at the end of all this, etc. And that was a tricky question to answer, except that people always do. And I thought that kind of gave me a, a, an interesting into what I'd like... Uh, one of the things I'd like to know from Danny is, do politicians who are in opposition ever think to themselves, no, I'd rather not go into government, or do they, as I suspect, always find a reason for believing that when they get into government, they will so transform things that everything will be OK? Um... The answer to that is uh, the latter of those. Uh, that, that, that I don't think I've ever come across a politician who actually wanted to stay in opposition. Sometimes they wanted the leadership of the party of which they were not part to remain in opposition, but they don't <laughs> want to remain in opposition themselves. Uh, for one sort of bad reason, one good reason, the bad reason is sort of, uh, you know, politics is a game to them and they want to win. Um, and uh, winning means winning office. Um, but the, the, the better side of it, you know, a friend of mine who's just um, been uh, in, in government the last few months has said to me, you know, it really reminded him how much you can do when you're in office on individual items, however much, you know, even if the general thrust of the government is moving away from you. So what I think has happened, uh, to answer your broader question, Keir Starmer has moved away uh, from Jeremy Corbyn's position, which was one which the Labour Party couldn't win the election from. Uh, and he's done that in the hope that the Conservative Party would abandon the centre, allowing him to win the general election while not being completely in the centre. Uh, because I think it would be very hard to get the Labour Party all the way to, to that position. I think, it, I think Keir Starmer himself isn't really all the way in that position. And what's now happening has vindicated that gamble. Right? Uh, the Conservative Party does appear to be abandoning the centre in uh, on the heart, on a, you know, on a sort of ideological experiment uh, involving the, uh, the Laffer curve, the idea that you can cut taxes and they'll make they'll raise more money than you cut them, which you know even Mrs. Thatcher thought was uh, was an outre theory, uh, and um, you know the pound is uh, tanking completely predictably, uh, and uh, the people who are um, apparent beneficiaries of this money. Uh, designed actually not to be fair to not to trickle down but to encourage investment are not encouraged to invest because they're worried about the stability of the long-term economy and that has led the left the Labour Party quite a big space within which it can I don't think Peter Carl is correct I don't think they will become a Blairite party but in which for them to be something less than that and still win an election um you know and uh and I, I'm not surprised if they go into their conference feeling reasonably confident. You, you would only not feel confident if you thought that Liz Truss's policy would work sufficiently to boost growth a lot as the general election came by vindicating her theory. Uh, you know, and obviously she thinks that that will be the case on the basis of quite a lot of argument over 30 or 40 years. I just never particularly agree with that argument, so I don't anticipate that will be what's happened. I'm more of a fiscal conservative. Um, I'm amused at how many people who didn't want the government to reduce the deficit in uh, 2010 
are now absolutely horrified by the idea that the Conservative Party is running uh, a, uh, a deficit. But I'm also <laughs> appalled that the Conservative Party appears to have forgotten what it itself said in 2010. Yeah, and the free marketeers now saying that we should just ignore the market is also a, um, <laughs> an interesting development. Danny, well, the I flip guess... side of the argument of what, why would you want to go into government in this time is the, is the idea of, uh, well, we could do with a period in opposition. Is that ever a real thing? The, the, well, the Conservatives should sort of just, just, you know, quietly leave the stage because that, that's what they could do with, have a clear out, refresh. I... I... Uh, you know, the, the truth, what happens in opposition uh, happens in probably two stages. The first thing that happens is that you get worse. So what you do is you only win your, uh, your, your, uh, your, your, your safe seats. Um, those people are much less influenced by the, mar the views of the marginal people. You yeah. move to greater ideological purity, assuming that what lost you the election was sort of uncertainty and, and an uncertain trumpet, or you didn't sound it long enough, or you didn't sound it hard enough. And, um, and it only after a while does the penny drop that you're not going to get re-elected doing that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not sure I think, I, I think um, parties get worse in opposition rather than better. Um, so, uh, uh, but, uh, but eventually, um, repeated defeats, I suppose, does teach you something. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, essentially, you require to come to the point of catastrophe. Uh, and the point of catastrophe, I mean, there are two kinds of catastrophe. The catastrophe you don't learn from, or you don't learn the wrong lesson from, and then the catastrophe which becomes the turning point for you learning the right lessons about how you need to turn, which is usually when you turn away from the activists and turn towards the electorate. I mean, there's a kind of model for this, and it's a model which hasn't really changed vastly. The Democrats are relearning this in, in, in the US right now. You can only get your stuff passed if you romance Joe Manchin of West Virginia, etc., and if you drop stuff about defunding the police and say you never said it because people don't want it, etc., do that and you've got a kind of finding chance. Don't do that and you're, uh, and you're lost. Um, but, the tr but, but your activists and a section of the party, and in this case, this very strange group, it seems to me, are around, you know, which, which I call the Frosties because David, Lord David Frost seems to be a kind of their, their main spokesperson, but also the ERG and so on, seem to be having this most extraordinary effect on the history of the Conservative Party. And their Conservative Party, frankly, Danny, just isn't yours. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, a kind of Blairite Labour person considering the Corbyn. OK, uh, well, yes, it's easy. So the easy thing for me to say is that the, 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 it isn't mine, but actually that, uh, that absolves me of responsibility. The truth is it is part of the same coalition. Uh, and uh, over time you get times when you're in charge of the coalition and times when you're not. And I have to admit that at the moment people in charge of the coalition are making me very uncomfortable indeed, but I can't pretend that I don't have some sort of um, collective responsibility for them. I definitely um, wanted Boris Johnson to defeat Jeremy Corbyn at the last general election, and what therefore follows is, uh, is my responsibility as Corbyn winning would have been the responsibility of those people who didn't agree with him but still went along with it. So I don't, I don't want to dodge my responsibility for it. But yeah, you're not wrong. Um, the, the, uh, the, the Conservative Party has shifted, and I, I've noticed this hilarious thing where people keep saying, um, at last, a Conservative budget. How can it be a truly Conservative budget if it's never been the Conservative's budget before? Right? What is this idea of Conservatism that exists completely separated from the 
from anything that the Conservative Party has done previously. It's the ideologue's notion of conservatism, just as... I mean, republicanism was never Trumpism. It was nothing like Trumpism. The republicanism of mm. George W. Bush, which won him two elections, re-election in 2004, has absolutely bears no relationship. Yet the same republicans voted for George W. Bush and then voted for Donald Trump and swore blind that it was all republicanism all the way through. And as you know, activists and political, uh, 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 and, uh, and political partisans can do this thing unless somebody really acts hard, um, uh, 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 like Liz Cheney, to try and prevent them from doing it. And I don't see anybody in the Conservative Party doing that well, at all. Okay. Who is that? Who is that person, Danny? Who is the person who's standard-bearing for 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 for, 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 for your side? Yeah, yeah, lots of people in the Conservative Party. I mean, look, during the, during the, during the uh, leadership election, Rishi Sunak very robustly said what was going to happen. So what uh, he said and, in the last few and, weeks. Well, he, you know, he, I, I, I think not unreasonably, given that he lost the leadership election, he hasn't then started again two weeks later on it, but I'm sure he will at some point make these points. Right, the... the, the um, and, and there are lots of people who will do. Um, the, you know, the truth is um, Liz Trust won a leadership election with a mandate to do what she has just done. All of us pointing out what would happen is what has just happened, right? And of course, we're going to point that out. Point that out again. You can, you can. This is what happens in in broad church parties. Now, of course, the alternative to that is the electoral reform, but you still end up. Having to have a coalition with other political parties. No, no, no. I, okay, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but you've, I'm afraid you've kind of, you've glided over the question which I think I'm beginning to come to, which is who next week and who the week after is going to stand up and say, I have an alternative vision of conservatism and this is not it. Coalesce around me. No, I'm not. I'm not judging. Well, well, I'm saying, saying that I think it's well, unlikely that. I think it's unlikely that somebody will say it this week or next week because she's only just won the leadership election, but it will get said. I mean, people like Gavin Barwell and myself are saying that already, right? But it will be said um, by more uh, mainstream, consequential figures. And all you can do in politics I is suspect, say what you think. I, sus- I suspect it will be said, uh, you know, it will be said next week somewhere at the Tory party conference. It will be, be the main game, I suspect, in Brighton next week, uh, but, uh, Birmingham next week, uh, to... Um, to try and catch someone saying exactly that uh, a, a fringe or, or whatever. As ever, lovely to speak to you, gents, despite the torrent of abuse at the beginning. Daniel Finkelstein and David Aronovich there. Of course, you can read them both in The Times every week. Just get yourself a subscription. Go to thetimes.co.uk and sign up right now. Up next is my chat with Angela Wayne. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're listening to the Red Box Podcast. Now, it's time for this. Enough is enough. It's enough. So, Angela Rayner, 
Hello. Welcome back to Times Radio. You have been on before. I have, but we've always Zoomed. We've never yeah, actually met in person. in person. But I was looking it up. It's five years and a day since I interviewed the first time. Do you remember that? Was it? In Brighton. Oh, yeah. What did we say? Was it bad? It was a very early morning I would have been bad. podcast thing. It would have been bad in you were the morning. Young, you were a young high flyer then. I don't do mornings. A rising Matt. star. Like, Keir loves mornings. Does he? Yeah, so this is the yin and yang again thing, OK? <laughs> so Keir is your morning person. Yeah. I'm your afternoon, evening so person. So how early in the mornings are you texting you? He would text really early if he needed to. How he, early? He, he's one of those annoying pe- He's one of those annoying people in the office that says, let's meet at 7.30 or 8. <laughs> and you're looking at them thinking, really? <laughs> like... So what would you rather like meet late at night? Yeah, I yeah. would. I'm definitely meet me at two o'clock in the morning. I'm 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 cool with that. But yeah. six, seven o'clock in the morning, it's very antisocial. What's the earliest he's ever had you in a meeting? Seven. Really? Yeah. Oh, awful. I know. I know. And and he's probably learnt that I'm not at my best at that time. So he hasn't <laughs> done he ever le- since. So he's do- he does them later now. He does them later now for me. Yeah, he knows that's better for me. And what do you do at com- what what do you what do you do at conference? How do you fill your day? Well, I mean, and do you ever get to relax? Right. Well, you become institutionalised at conference, so I'm not allowed to fill my day. <laughs> I have my amazing staff yeah. that do lots of stuff, and they deal with the zillion appointments that I have, yeah. letting people down so I don't look like the bad guy, <laughs> and making sure that I have things. So that's your team here. Yeah, they're, that's they're my the ba- team. They're the bad guys. They're, they're the good guys to yeah. me, but the bad guys to people <laughs> that don't get in my diary. Yeah. But they they protect me and look after me and make sure that I can actually humanly do my diary. What's the one thing you always make? Make sure you do do the mirror do the mirror party well we'll cut that out we're not putting that in <laughs> <laughs> you've got to keep that in no the one i mean clearly the one thing you're a thing singer that, you're a karaoke i love karaoke do you yeah it don't love me what's your go-to song oh you to me are everything the sweetest song oh, nice. that i could sing oh baby That's all now talking of music enough is enough yeah, we, 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 we're going to get you on before. I can't. Yeah. I think the government collapsed. I think other people are stolen now. This government inflict on working families before he said enough is enough is enough. How many more working people will be pushed into poverty before he says enough is enough is enough? How high does he think the burden on working people should get before he says enough is enough? We should have got copyright on this. You know what I mean? It's How? starting to take off now. <laughs> Even the Conservatives have had enough is of it, themselves. Is, is enough is enough a better slogan than your cut? What is the conference slogan, go? It's greener. No. It is green. Yeah. It's what got is it? green in it. What is it? It's green. <laughs> What's the conference slogan? Green. It's not green. It's got green in it. It's got green in it. Yeah. What's the rest of it? Do it's, you genuinely not know what it is? No, I do. It's lovely. Green future Britain. <laughs> Is enough is enough would be better. And I know, but I, I didn't get to pitch it. I think somebody else stole it beforehand. Do you think? Because part of me thinks that what's happening in the country right now is terrible. You know, yeah, clearly it is. Lots really of people bad, having yeah. a terrible time, cost of living. What's happening with the pound seems yeah. wild. Yeah. And actually, fairer, cleaner, sweeter Britain doesn't really rise to the occasion. Yeah. Getting yours, I feel like you're the yin and yang thing a bit. Mm. Here's the calm steady hand he is you're the one who gets angry about this stuff I get it I, 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 I mean Keir gets emotional and angry yeah. about it he just shows it in different ways yeah. I wouldn't say he's any less passionate than yeah, me yeah. he's just very more restrained than me I just wear my heart on my sleeve so to speak what and you I, see is what you get I'm very northern it's a northern thing 
It's why they say that like we look like bulldog chewing a wasp most of the time, but we're really nice people. You know, if you fall Very over nice in the people. street, we pick you up, Much but we do look a bit grumpy, people. if I'm honest. I can say that as a northerner. So how do you feel right now, given what's happened, the, the policies announced on Friday, and what's happening to the economy right now? I feel really concerned about the future, if I'm honest. You know, the next couple of days... What's the Bank of England going to do? What's it going to do to interest rates? Yeah. How that's how that's going to affect us in terms of our debt and you know borrowing? I I, I am worried yeah. genuinely about the economy and quite frankly, you know, we are optimistic. We're not, you know, we're not like you know it's a done deal, but we are optimistic we can win the next general election. But winning the next general election and the Conservatives have ruined. The yeah. economy is not good. You know, we want the economy to be stable because we need good public services and, and we need to be in a position where we can actually grow our economy, which the Conservatives have failed to do for 12 years. So on a genuine level, the more damage they do now means that the next Labour government has to undo that, which prohibits us then to get on the front foot of doing the things we really want to do and bring in the amount of investment that we think we need to really turn the economy around and create the growth. You're talking about um, now think it's not a done deal, but you're now more confident potentially of Labour winning an election. Have you felt like that before? I think, you know, yeah. I think in 2019, me and Keir took over and everyone, if we'd have said we think... Yeah, but if, if, if in 2009 when we, well, yeah, we, yeah, 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 when we lost, lost the general yeah. election and me and Keir was in the competition and we won yeah. in 2020, then if you'd have asked us then, could you win next term, most people would have laughed at others yeah. if we'd have said we could have come back from that. But actually, we, me and Keir had a confidence that, that you know, people voted Conservative and there's so many people that said to me it's your fault we voted Conservative because we couldn't vote for you that actually it wasn't a positive vote for the Conservatives it was actually you never gave us the opportunity yeah. to vote for you and 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 i felt that's something to work with yeah and we had to understand that and we had to let the voters know that we understood that and that's the important thing not patronizing but actually take a deep dark look at yourself realize that you're part of the problem if all your relationships are going wrong matt you've got to realize you're you're, you're the be, yeah, common yeah. denominator and you're the problem when you do that as a collective as a political movement that's even harder to do especially when you're looking at things that you hold dear to your heart anti-semitism anti-racism misogyny you know these are things that we stand for that we don't tolerate and yet we were found to be absolutely wanting in those areas so i think we had to take a deep dark look at ourselves we've done that it was difficult and it feels this conference is about us going out to the voters and showing what we are and what we can do for the country there is a very different atmosphere to yeah even the past couple of years and then pre you know sure it was never going to be easy yeah to take a look at yourself yeah, in that yeah. way and to say, do you know what, I'm part of the problem. And it's not one person. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, just get rid of one person, it'll all be fine. Like Jeremy. Well, there was a problem, there was well, a fundamental... Well, getting rid of him didn't, didn't solve the problems in the party. Well, it would, it would never yeah. solve the problem in the party because it wasn't a one individual issue. Yeah. There was a fundamental problem with the way people saw the Labour Party. Yeah. And, you know, in the Red Wall areas, I'd say we felt patronised. Our voters felt patronised by the Labour Party. We had to really fundamentally stop recognize where the problem and then listen and then come up with the solutions and i think we're at that stage now where people are saying okay we're listening what have you got to say given what's happened the past couple of days we've got a new prime minister and there's arguments about whether or not you need to have a new election we've got a new prime minister but when you have a new prime minister pursuing a fundamentally different policy to the Mm. one the party the conservatives were elected on 
Do you think we should just have a general election now? Is it is the Labour Party calling for an election now? I mean, we're ready for a general election. I don't think the Conservatives will call on now, yeah. uh, you know, but we're ready for a general election. And I think that, you know, the situation at the moment is so grave. The markets are so spooked by what the Conservatives have said on Friday that actually they really need to get a grip of this yeah. because I don't see how we can go forward, certainly up until the Bank of England are not due to meet until November. I really don't see how we get from where we are now until November in a situation where obviously we need to stabilise the market, we need to you know, make sure that there's confidence in the programme for the government so that we don't end up in a really serious situation. Yeah. And that's my, that, that is my appeal really yeah. to the government is that you know, this is not just about party political you know, politics, this is really quite serious and, it, and it affects, it's going to affect people's real lives, you know, mortgage, interest rates, day-to-day yeah. -day living costs, all of these things. You know, if you're not on £155,000 a year or above, you're going to be worse off as a result of Friday's budget. And how do you feel then about Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng pursuing something which country didn't vote for? It's so ideological. Actually, in a way, quite often when we talk about all oh, very strong ideology, there's not that much between a lot of politicians. This is, so, this is something we haven't seen for such a long time. Yeah, because it's so reckless. <laughs> That's the problem with it. You know, Rachel outlined in her speech today, trickle-down economics has been proven not to work. You know, this is not investing in our country for the long term. Even the announcements on businesses to support them with the energy price cap, it's a six-month cliff edge. Yeah. That's not good for the market. Businesses yeah. can't run on six months and the economy has got no confidence that that will continue going forward. This is no way to run a country. We need a, you know, a consistent approach that gives confidence. You can't turn around and do away with what people have said, cut taxes and increase borrowing. It doesn't, you can't do that. You know, something has to give somewhere. And weird? we've had 12 years of them saying, yeah, we'll grow the economy, yeah, we'll grow the economy. They haven't done that yet. It's a very risky casino-style gamble. Does it feel a bit weird, you and the Labour Party, giving the Tories a lecture in balancing the books and sound? You know, I reckon there's a few Tories in the, in, in the uh, quiet that are giving them a very big yeah. lecture at the moment. You know, I just think that they have, they have gambled our economy yeah. at a time when we really don't need to be gambling we really need to be you know talking about sustainable future growth of the country investing it in british industry at the moment when we need yeah. it the most renewables we know it's not it's not a new thing that we need to be self-reliant yeah. on our energy we knew that rachel outlined that in the speech today you yeah. know the government got rid of our gas storage you know they, they they've created this situation now they want to blame ukraine the war in ukraine they want to blame Putin, they want to blame external global forces. Well, I'm sorry, you've known this. Yeah. You've known we've needed to tackle things like, you know, nuclear energy. You know, Boris was saying we're going to get one a year. I mean, he's living in cloud cuckoo land, quite frankly. It's like his hospitals, we're going to get 40 odd hospitals. We've not had 40 odd new hospitals. It's just like, but the problem I've got with that is that the public then think we're all cynical yeah. and that we're all liars, and that's not true. And the one thing that I was asked when Liz Truss was elected as Prime Minister is, what do you think will change? You've got to have some positive ange. Yeah. And, and I said that actually the one thing I think will change is that they'll let, you know, there'll be respect and some level of you know, um, standards yeah. in public life again because Boris has lowered the standard to a level that we'd never seen yeah. before. Even John Major and others yeah, have yeah. spoke about it. And then, of course, 
course we've had the situation where a chief of staff this week has been investigated by the FBI and is seconded and not even employed by by number 10 it's just very murky and I think not only does it do damage to the Conservatives but it's really doing damage to our political brand which again that impacts on us globally and impacts on the market People don't trust us politicians to make the right decisions because of what the Conservatives are doing at the moment. And I think Rachel set out today, actually, a calm, level-headed, we will be responsible on the economy, we will not give uncosted you know, uh, commitments, and we will make sure that we set Britain on a path that if we're going to invest in infrastructure jointly with business, that actually the British people own a stake in it. That's right, and I think it's proper, and I think people can get on board with that. Given what's happened in that past week essentially that big announcement what's happened to the pan really is it probably that mrs boris johnson at least you knew where you were gosh no i can't (laughs) ever say i'll miss boris johnson because you know i've been really outspoken about what because boris johnson has said some pretty awful things right and i've said it quite categorically that if he was a bus driver if he worked in the local supermarket, he wouldn't, he wouldn't last five minutes with some of the things that he's come out with, yeah? I think that's wrong. I think he thinks he can get away with it because he's from a certain type of class and he thinks that it's OK and it's boisterous. Yeah. I'm sorry, the ordinary worker in the UK would not get away with what he says. All I ask for is that people are treated by the same standard. He doesn't. I think he lowered standards in politics, so I don't miss him at all. I am completely aghast with what... You know, Liz Truss has done in um, in in office. I think they're out of ideas. They're literally casino gambling the future of the UK now because they've lost all sense of how they can deal with this situation with the economy because they they know that they're not working in the interest of the UK PLC. They promised a Brexit deal that would you know profit our country they've not failed to do that and therefore they're now digging for the last ditch attempts and it's really dangerous what they're saying they'll do now because interesting the because clearly pursuing an ideology of you know smaller state cut taxes and all that um do you think well we haven't got a smaller state the massive intervention the huge intervention you could almost you could see john mcdonald blushing (laughs) the amount of billions that they've literally put on the debt that they're into because of the state intervention i wouldn't call them small state at the moment sort of actually the question was do you think she's mad or bad is she like mad to think this is going to work or is she pursuing with genuine conviction this this sort of bad ideology do you think I think it's bad ideology that she's pursuing that she thinks will work. Yeah. But the problem is is that it's been tried and tested yeah. before and it doesn't work. And it will not create the long-term sustainable growth and also the self-reliance on our energy that we need for the future, actually. So I think it's ideologically driven, whereas actually, ironically, the Labour Party is in a position now where we're being incredibly pragmatic to the point where we're criticised because we're not saying we'll nationalise everything we're being incredibly pragmatic whereas the Conservatives are being very ideological, that's what I'd say is the biggest turnaround since Liz Trust came in I want to ask about your new opposite number Dre's coffee yeah, Dr Dre, boom (laughs) I'm going to play Tupac I'm going to bring the whole That's her alarm, her 8 o'clock alarm I'm changing mine to Tupac I think we've just got to go with the whole rivalry thing yeah is that East Coast, West Coast? Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, people of a certain age, Matt, will exactly. understand the two-pack Dr. Dre yes, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were, we, we thought you might have done PMQs for the last week and then 
Yeah, the it's the timetable. It all went a bit strange. Do you know very much? Are you looking forward to going toe to toe with her? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it'd be good fun. Who do you think likes to drink more? Oh, don't know, but maybe we should do that. Maybe we should go. For maybe a drink. we should just do that. Say right, instead of PMQs, drunk PMQs shots, <laughs> Jaeger bombs. Yeah. How many Jaeger bobs? Is can that you, you do? do you like a Jaeger bomb? I can do a Jaeger bomb. Like you know, I can do a sambuca. Any yeah. flavour. Any, fla- any flavour. Any flavour. Big on a sambuca. There's some other little shots which I'm not going to say on your show because they have rude names, but I can. There's plenty of shots I can do. What are they? There's like I think it's like a baby Guinness. A have baby you had a baby Guinness? Gu- no. Matt, you've not lived. I had a brain hemorrhage once. Ah, uh, well, yeah. That was um, Bailey's yeah. with aftershock in it. Yeah. And it all curdled. It's pretty gross, isn't it? Really disgusting. Yeah, there's there's another one <laughs> called a slippery. I'm not going to mention nipple. the rest you can of say it. Nipple. I'm, I'm, it's, it's just tacky, isn't it? But they're well, nice. I've said it now. I, they're quite tasty. That's what you like. But I think we should you, just line yeah, so up the so shots. On, we're lining this up. Instead of PMQs, you're going to go and have some slippery nipples with Therese Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds wrong, doesn't it? Maybe we should just stick with PMQs. We'll just stick with PMQs. Um, She'd probably beat me at the shots, if I'm honest. I'd be more nervous there than I would be at PMQs. If Labour win the next election, will you be Deputy Prime Minister? Yes. And will you have a department the same as Therese Coffee? Well, I'd have a department because I've got like a million jobs, aren't I? Oh, yeah. You're, how many job titles? You've got more job titles than her. I have got quite a few, can yeah. You, remember the, you can't remember the slogan. Can you remember all your job titles? Of course I can. Go I'm on, the then. Shadow First Secretary of State, Shadow Secretary for the Future of Work, Shadow Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster and Deputy Leader of the Labour Party and the MP, of course, for the wonderful Ashton Underline constituents. I had to learn them on that day. I was seriously yeah. concerned about that. I would forget one of my titles, especially the Shadow Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, what title is that? If you ask the general public what does that mean, they'd be like, what? I just say bit, Shadow Cabinet. Exactly, and that's a big job as well. It is know. a big job, yeah. Is that what you do? Would you run the Cabinet Office? Pretty much, yeah. 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 And would you have a Ministry of the Future of Work? I would. Really? I would, I would love it. I would land grab and make sure. I mean, to be honest, with the cabinet office and the future a work, is, a lot of that yeah, is yeah, consumed yeah. within itself. So uh, have you seen from our programme, actually, the yeah. industrial strategy that Johnny set out today, the stuff that Rachel has said about the National Wealth Fund, our proposal on procurement, as well as the uh, New Deal for Working People, is like actually all yeah, about yeah. cabinet all and comes, future yeah. work. So it all works together. And talking about the future of work, future of your work, given you've been in this job for a while now, You've seen Keir up close. Would you ever want to be leader? I've seen what we do to leaders. I, I want to be Deputy Prime Minister. I mean, that would just be like, I'm going to do Spice Girls want to be outside number 10. If, if we get there, as well as the serious well, stuff, obviously. It. I mean, you've heard me singing karaoke yeah. voice now, probably best not. Uh, but definitely want to do the Spice Girls sing outside number 10. Yeah. For those that were like me yeah. around in the 90s. I think we've got to relive that. 90s, 1997? Yeah. Wasn't a bad year. No. Well, I was, what was I, 14, 15? Yeah. Yeah. And then we had, like, you know, we had the Hacienda still just yeah. about, you know, good music in good Manchester, music. you know. Well, in, my, in my birthday at the weekend, we only had 90s music. Yeah, I mean, Banging. the 90s was just was so good, good. Yeah. Get back to the 90s. But that's because we're old now, you see. No, we're not. The younger generation of today would say, like, this era is good. It's what you. What, it's all relative, Matt. We've just become old people. Are you on TikTok? No, but apparently my kids say a trend on it regular. Do you? Apparently so. Yeah, my kids send me stuff. There's this thing of uh, this <laughs> meme of me and Dominic Rab. Oh yeah. On TikTok, and then they put like really silly lips on me and Dominic, and it was really funny. And my son sent it to me, and I thought, okay. 
I think you'd go down well on TikTok. I think the young people. Apparently, like I do. Yeah. yeah, my 13 and 14 year old tell me that I trend on TikTok quite regular. Well, that's the future. Um, apparently so. That's the future of work. Yeah. Well, we did the <laughs> on the line harms bill. We got to sort it out because actually it is. You know, yeah, yeah. they're all online these days, yeah. and it's just there's so much harmful content out there that you know it's something we need to get a grip of. So when people leave here after the conference, yeah. What do you want there to be the, the main thing that the public who may not be watching every single moment of the live stream, yeah. what do you want to take away from this week that they didn't know last week? That we're actually the alternative and that we can change Britain for the better. And we're a serious government in waiting. And they can't wait to get us in. Itching. Itching to get in there and vote for Labour. That's what we need to get. Angela, it's always a delight. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I think it was quick fire right yeah. from the minute we... Are we going off now for Sambuca? Yeah. Or a, Slippery nipples all round. <laughs> or a baby... <laughs> uh, what do they call it? A baby Guinness. A baby Guinness. Yeah, we'll stop recording before we do that. Angela Rayner. Thank you. Hang on, let me do it. Shadow First Secretary of State. Shadow Minister for the Secretary of State for the Future of Work. Yeah. Shadow Duchy... Charles of the Duchy of Lancaster. Deputy Leader of the Labour Party. And MP for... Ashton. Ashford. Ash. 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 Ashton under line. There we go. Angela Rayner, thank you for joining us. The best place in the world. Thank you. Enough is enough is enough. That's all we've got time for on this episode of the Red Box Podcast. Don't forget you can listen to me live Monday to Friday, 10 till 1 on Times Radio. And we bring you the best bits here on the podcast. And if you're feeling particularly nice, why not wait and review us wherever you get your podcasts from? <laughs>